At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. of VSIN Prime Time alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray. Got some hoops going on. We got a little game coming up later tonight. All-Star Weekend for the NBA. Got a UFC fight in Anaheim later on this weekend as well. Sports never stops, JVT. Mm. That is for sure. So uh, we will uh, get you updated on... Uh, on tomorrow's college basketball card, we'll run through some games, some spots that are jumping out to JVT and I coming up in just a little bit. But it's always great to check in with our good friend Chuck Esposito, who uh, was kind enough to join us all throughout the football season. We haven't had a chance to chat with him since the Super Bowl completed. So, Chuck, a lot of different uh, reports were coming out of books got crushed, books did okay. And I know it is a book-to-book thing, for you guys being more of a, a locally based uh, shop, before we get to the result and how you fared, the fact that the Super Bowl was here, did you see an influx of handle on this Super Bowl compared to others? We did, guys. First, it's always great to jump on with you. But, yeah, this was by far the largest right we've ever had on a Super Bowl. I think it was up roughly uh, 40% from last year's Super Bowl. And I think you could just feel the the difference in the crowd and the atmosphere. Um, I think overall it was a, a win-win. Um, so uh, looking forward to the next one being here. But there was long lines, I mean, throughout the course of the entire weekend, um, which made it fun for the entire team. Busy, but fun. And the result for you guys, how'd it go? It wasn't the most desirable, JVT. Uh, you know, keeping it under definitely helped. Huh. Uh, the first half, having the 49ers win um, was good. But having the, the Chiefs win the game outright, having them win the second half uh, live or in play wasn't good. And then, of course, having the game go into overtime was, uh, you know, just uh, really bad for us overall. There was a lot of props we did well on. The same game props, none of them cashed. Um, but uh, those three things, the game itself, the second half, and going into overtime, 
really favored the guests. Was the Taylor Swift prop a winner or a loser? How'd that go? <laughs> Actually, it was a it was a winner, right? yeah. but it wasn't a lot bet on it. Uh, you know, I think the best thing was that Kelsey didn't score, didn't score multiple touchdowns, um, and from an offensive standpoint, the game with so many field goals kicked was good for us. I mean, props overall were really good, except the overtime prop guys. Yeah, and and I guess Chuck, for you guys, this was the what the second overtime we've seen, and we know the normal casual better wants those big shots, right? They want the safety. They want overtime. So what what did you guys hang for overtime, if you recall? And, I, yeah, I imagine those uh, those pizza bets that we like to talk about were probably fired pretty regularly on uh, on overtime there. Yeah, no question. We opened it up, guys, a plus $8. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if people just take a flyer on if it's overtime, if there'll be a defensive score, will there be a safety in the game, a successful two-point conversion – those are kind of the four every single year that we hope to maybe dodge most of them. Um, in this particular case, once the missed extra point occurred on a game that looked like a dead under, we now were sweating possibly <laughs> overtime and maybe sweating the game going over. Um, so that missed extra point really changed a lot overall in the complexion of the game. Where did you guys close total-wise? Because I know there were some shops market-wide that actually went 46 and a half, not that they, I, I don't know, I haven't spoken to those shops. I mean, look, it was, to me, it was an under game uh, because it landed 47. 47 and a half was pretty much the number the entire week. Uh, and if you didn't get that, that's on you. But there were some 46 and a halfs out there, which could, in theory, have them get middled. Where did you guys close on that total? Yeah, Tim, we, we never dipped below 47 and a half. Oh, okay. Um, we kind of ping, ping-ponged a little bit between 47 and a half and 48. But 74% of the tickets were on the over. Um, so although, you know, there was sharper bets on the under, what we took on the over just paled in comparison to what was on the under. So we were clearly rooting for the game under, even though it was only a half a point. Um, it helped make us a small winner on the game instead of having it be a, a horrible outcome for our side of the counter. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. This might be a little, like a little hardcore, but with everybody in town, Chuck, and maybe visiting the properties for stations, did you maybe see a little bit more in terms of futures action, like for next season before they left, right? Because everybody wants maybe a ticket for next year. Was that something that stuck out at all? It was, JVT. I mean, we kind of looked at it, and there we, we actually opened the, the Niners, the favorite, and we actually had the flip to make the Chiefs the okay. favorite because there was so much money on the Chiefs. But the team that had the, the highest ticket count quick was a little bit of a surprise to me because they're not a public team, although they were a Cinderella team this year, and that's the Detroit Lions, which right now we do have some liability on, and they clearly have the most tickets of any team to win next year's Super Bowl in New Orleans. So now that the Super Bowl is in the rear view, I guess my final thought on this one, because overall, when you account for the futures market or the futures book and the Super Bowl, was Sunday a loser for you guys when you incorporate the the, the uh, futures liability or did because of that help you kind of get over the top? We, we got over the top, guys. Yeah. I mean, it still was a winning day for us. But had it been Niners and under, it would have been a monster day. And had it been Chiefs and over, it would have been a horrible day. <laughs> so although the handle was up and, you know, everything went so well, unfortunately it was just a small winner. But I'll definitely take that over the alternative of having the Chiefs or the Niners score a touchdown in overtime and then having the Chiefs come down and score and having the game go over. So overall a winning day, just very, very close to maybe a record-winning day, but unfortunately that didn't happen for our side. 
So, Chuck, for overall handle now as we move forward, uh, what, you know, what does your screen look like in terms of the bets that you get, the money that you guys take in? Uh, how much does this dip now that we're post-football? It's definitely going to hit a little bit of a, a wall, JVT. I mean, this is kind of the wall a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys off-air, we're in the process now of putting together a, a packet on pro football draft props. I think we've kind of been out in front of that for the last couple of years and, and kind of leader of the pack a little bit with that. Uh, March Madness isn't that far away. have a lot of stuff up on Daytona right now. So it's not quite as busy as what we've seen, but we're not that far away uh, from March Madness. What's the number for quarterbacks <laughs> in the first round? You know, I don't, I don't think the number for quarterbacks is the key. I think this year we know there's going to be three off the board really quick. I think that maybe the interesting question is, is who's going to be the fourth quarterback Ooh. off the board? Would it be McCarthy? Would it be Bo Nix? Could Penix somehow work his way into the conversation with a good combine? Same thing with wide receivers. We know there's three great wide receivers that are all going to go early. Maybe who's the fourth guy, and maybe how many wide receivers and quarterbacks combined will go in the first round. We're kind of looking at some things like that right now because some of the other stuff, I mean, it looks like it's pretty much in stone what's going to happen early in the draft between wide receivers and quarterbacks. So we're, we're thinking, what, four and a half? <laughs> I'm thinking four and a half, but uh, – but I think I'd have to go over, to be honest with you, on quarterbacks. I really think Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy go in the first round as well. By the way, Chuck, I know you're on the phone. You just made JVT's day. He's, he's very excited. His, that's his favorite pro. <laughs> I, I, I like – we should have a, a think tank of us of different things we want to bet. I, I think the number two overall pick market is, is pretty interesting. And I, I do like that fourth quarterback selected discussion – uh, because if I had to guess, if someone hasn't been studying it all that much, it would think it would be Bo Nix or Michael Penix. But it, it feels like right now, J.J. McCarthy's catching some wind uh, to be the fourth quarterback selected uh, there. Uh, and, and honestly, too, I think the second quarterback selected, Chuck, is, is kind of an interesting discussion with Daniels versus uh, Drake May. Yeah, no, I do, too. I mean, there's been some talk that Drake May actually could be the first quarterback taken if he had a great pro day and and a great combine. He's more in the kind of Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger type. Is he a better fit for what Chicago needs if they stay there at number one? Um, so there is some interesting, you know, discussions about it. But I really think it's still going to be Caleb Williams, either by Chicago or Washington, if they happen to move back one spot for a draft haul. I think it's going to be interesting to see with teams with multiple number ones how they kind of move up and down the draft board and really what happens with the three wideouts and and if the Bears do deal Justin Fields. Is there a possibility he goes to New England for the for the three and the nine? I mean, for Fields in the nine for the three. Could Chicago do what the Texans did last year and somehow end up with Harrison and Caleb Williams? So I think there's a lot of interesting kind of side notes, but uh, but I think it's it's pretty solid. It's going to be Williams number one, but interesting for number two. But I do think it'll be Drake May. Chuck, Chuck you mentioned how um, you know you guys really like the NBA draft, or excuse me, the NFL draft over there, and you've been really good on it. Um, are you guys going to have a party? Like, did you think 10 years ago that one of your big events in the spring would be <laughs> NFL draft watch parties? I didn't think so, JVT. I, I knew I was kind of a, a nut job and a draft nick, and I loved watching it and, and you know, and talking about it. And then I started having guests ask me if we're going to show it, and I'm like, yeah, but no, no volume because it goes head-to-head -head with the NBA playoffs. 
And then all of a sudden we decided, hey, people were complaining about it, so let's throw a draft party. I had no idea 400 of my closest friends would show up to watch. So uh, maybe we will. It's something we did talk about again, and we've done the draft caps and some other specials that are, that are kind of a lot of fun. So we're definitely talking about uh, bringing it back and having it again this year. All right, before we let you run, Chuck, anything of note? I know you've got tomorrow's lines up for college basketball, but I got to imagine not a ton of action there. Uh, NBA All-Star game, you do have the the skills competition, all that stuff up there. Anything notable for uh, Saturday and Sunday in the NBA in the final 45 seconds? I guess just looking at a total of 365 and a half, guys. <laughs> not a whole lot of D, I would think on Sunday, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a robust robust handle on the over for the All-Star game. Yeah, there's no doubt. 36 and 365 and a half right now. West <laughs> West is laying two and a half at stations. Chuck, always appreciate it. We, uh, we love talking to you all during the football season, and certainly we'll be hitting you up uh, as we get closer to March Madness. All right, guys. Sounds great. Thank you. There he is, our good friend Chuck Esposito from Stations Casino in Las Vegas. Four and a half. Take it, baby. Plus money to the under, maybe? Market will bet it over. I'm telling you they will. You can't wait. <laughs> do you wait or do you bet it right away? Oh, you always You think you wait. Market will bet it over. The sharp action uh, outweighs the recreational? It, I mean, it has a lot of the other time. I know. That's what I'm saying. All right. We'll run through tomorrow's college basketball slate. What games are jumping out to us? We'll hit that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look, we know. We've been busy with football. JBT's trying to get some money, courtesy of the football season. Which is why the VSIN experts have just released our free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with future bets to make right now. We talked about it. JVT gave them out on the show. Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. VSIN.com slash guide for your free copy today. VSIN.com slash guide. All right, before we run through the Saturday slate of college hoops and coming up top of the hour, Matt Newmans will run through the best bets of uh, the Circa Friday Invitational. JVT, you mentioned on the show, you took a, is it seven to one? Yeah. Shot on the Chiefs. You did think the Niners were going to win, but you still had the future there on the Chiefs. And I don't know if you knew this, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, so clearly dinner's on you, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, up to a certain price point. So I actually, I wanted, I ran this by you guys because I am, I always want to make sure in situations like this that I'm not being unreasonable, right? I, yes. So I, you I ran the whole story I, by us. I ran yes. the whole story by you guys. And I am fascinated that in today's day and age, there are certain books that still give you a hard time in terms of getting your money. Disclaimer, we will not name the book. No, we won't. We won't name the book. <laughs> and, and so, because here's the thing. I'll let people in what happened. So the, the Kansas City Chiefs win. I have this future. It is graded as a winner. Isn't paid out right away. And some spots you get paid out right away. It's fine. They even put in the app a disclaimer. Hey, you know, high volume. Wait 24 hours. Everything will get paid out in 24 hours. It's reasonable. Let me know ahead of time. It's fine. So after 24 hours, I still don't have money. So I reach out to support and I say, hey, just reaching out. I wanted to ask. Uh, you guys said it'll be 24 hours. It's been 24 hours. There's no money in my account. So I, they tell me, hey, what's your ticket number? They'll look into it. Like, you know, sometimes it takes 24 hours. And the response was, well, it takes 24 hours, but... Give it another 24, and if it's not in your account by then, reach back out. So I say, okay. Another 24 hours passes. Money's not in my account. I reach back out. Go back and forth a little bit. They have the wrong ticket number. Give them the ticket number. They tell me, we see it, resolved it. It'll be in your account in 24 hours again. So I wait 24 hours. So we're now, by the way, 72 hours in? Yeah, right? We're about Wednesday, I think, by this okay. time, right? All right? So by Wednesday, hey, you know what? It's there. Money's there. Cool. So let's go withdraw it. I want to go put this somewhere else. <laughs> go to the place that I need to withdraw this from. They tell me, oh, we're not open. You got to do it in business hours. I was like, well, the sign says that you don't close for another hour and a half. That's no, wrong. All right. It's a small thing, but that's fine. I'll come back. It's fine. Again, I've worked in the service industry. These are not the people who like make these rules, do all these things. So I'm trying. I'm patient. Come back. Hey, I'm here to withdraw my money. Okay. You have to withdraw on the app. You'll get an email in 1 to 12 hours. Usually it takes five minutes. After you get that email, bring it up here with the code, and then we can give you your money. So I'm like, okay, do the withdrawal, sit down in the book. Within five minutes, it's there, the email. However, it is half the amount of the payout that I have asked for. So I go up and I say, 
hey, what's going on here? Why is it only half of the money that I have asked for that is now going to come out? And where is the other half? Oh, that happens. Uh, the way you deposit, it's going to be in that account. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense. But okay, sure. Give me my money. I don't know how to access this account, but I'll figure it out. So I call support for said secondary account. Say, hey, is my money there? And they said, yeah, we see it right here. If you've given us all your information, that's great. I was like, that's great. I was like, I'd like to transfer that over to my bank account then. Sure. You got an email when you signed up. Use that code to get into your account. I was like, I signed up three years ago. They're like, well, don't know what we could do there, but we can send you a physical card, which then you can use to get into your account. And if you want to transfer it over, then you can transfer it over to your bank account. I I feel like I want to be reasonable here. By the way, the card's going to take up to 14 days to get to me. It's 2024. There are multiple books, DraftKings included, where you hit withdraw, it's, you, you withdraw. Yeah. Here at Circa, I go downstairs, I give them my player card, I get my cash. I got to sign a little piece of paper, but I get my money. The fact that it's taking this long. Chuck's book that we just talked to, they're... Instantaneous, man. And I don't want to name too many because, you know, yeah, we're yeah. you down. might do process of elimination but here. It is, I believe, absolutely unacceptable at this point right now that it's taking this long to get to it. And I, at me, JVT, up on Twitter, you tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm being unreasonable, if, if this is just what to expect in today's day and age. But the fact that I got to go through this many hoops for, by the way, it's not a million dollars. <laughs> It's not $10 million that I'm asking for here. I'm not a whale, right? It's absolutely unreasonable that I'm going through these lengths to have to get my hands on it. End rant, I can't believe that I'm still here doing that. That's it. I'm out. Again, I'm willing to hear that I'm being unreasonable, but I don't think I am. <laughs> oh, man. I laugh because that sucks. I mean, that is... Uh... That is brutal. We got half of it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have half of it. That's at least I got half. <laughs> just arbitrarily cutting it in half and just being like, yeah, you know, that's, it's just what we do. Like, that's what I got. That's just what we do. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Tell you this much. I'm not doing it again in terms of wagering at this establishment. And again, you're not missing out on millions of dollars, but I'm not doing it. I'm out. I'm outside out. of the futures that I have that I hopefully will cash, and I will then go through the same process again if they do. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, while we were sitting there, I was watching my bet just uh, completely. I wouldn't go completely belly up, but, man, betting on bad teams sometimes. Uh, most of the time, it sucks. Another Matt humanism. Yeah. Don't ask bad teams to do good things for you. That's a good humanism. Even though humans himself bets a lot of bad teams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including i'll say this i don't know if this will be part of his uh top five but there's a spot on saturday that i didn't put it in my uh in my official plays for the contest but i just keep staring at it jvt and i'm like michigan's really bad Just the spot. To right. back yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I don't know. Catch it six and a half. All right, let's run through a couple games. We'll revisit them uh, in the final hour or final segment, excuse me, as well. 
top of the hour VEASAN tonight with Matt Humans. Uh, he will uh, have plenty of college hoops breakdown. Uh, let's kind of go back and forth of just games that jump out to you uh, just from situational spot, looking to bet them, uh, however it may be. I went through a list today. JVT, I mm-hmm. listed 20 games. Now, I'm not going to bet them all. Uh, I just wrote them down. Like, this could be an interesting spot. And then I did a little digging, a little bit more, and, and scratched some out. But uh, what's a game that immediately, when you looked at the Saturday card, jumped at you? By the way, Saturday cards, you know, let's throw this out there, very intimidating. And I yeah. have got my ass kicked the past three Saturdays. So... Here we go. Top heavy, though. I will say that West, yeah. the, the late West Coast slate, not the best in the world. No, I know. Um, but it's a, but I can't wait to watch. So I think immediately I'll go to the Big Twelve because it is pretty interesting. Uh, we get Kansas on the road here against Oklahoma. It's getting bet up. Uh, we the first number we saw was one. Uh, we're up to two. We know about Kansas struggles on the road. Are we going to trust the Jayhawks here to to win? And I get it's a small margin. Um, but what are we talking about now on the road? Now I think two and five against the spread on the road for Kansas. It's somewhere in that area. Are we trusting them to win by a margin on the road in conference? Yeah, I mean, this is a flip of favorites here. This opened, DraftKings opened this Kansas minus one. It's now Kansas plus two, as you alluded to. This was on my short list. I didn't put it, I haven't put it in the account yet, but I, I have a hard time. I mean, outside of Houston, you really can't trust almost anybody in the Big 12 on the road. Uh, and we've talked about that a little bit uh, in the Big 12, um, in, the, uh, in, the Big Tw- uh, in the Mountain West, excuse mm-hmm. me. My only worry is... When I see teams, especially teams like Kansas, yeah. coming off of what was just a straight-up beatdown on Monday night against Texas Tech, mm. I think you're going to get a pretty good effort right. from Kansas moving forward here. Both of these teams are coming off of losses. Uh, both of these teams, it's it's not a spot where you need it to, uh, to make the NCAA tournament or anything like that, but... Uh, both of these teams coming off losses. Oklahoma lost by 17 to Baylor. Flip that real quickly. Maybe not number one on my card, but talk about road spots. If you just look at the, the Ken Pond number, it's a, it's a pretty easy grab on Baylor. Be careful. I, I like West Virginia tomorrow. Uh, they, Ooh, okay. they stink. They're 8-16. They're and 16, But you look at what they've been able to do at home do they have some home losses on their red uh, on their ledger? Absolutely, but they've beaten Texas, Kansas, and Cincinnati all at home. Catching six and a half tomorrow against Baylor, interesting spot. All right, more on that card a little bit later on uh, in the hour. We're going to talk some UFC up next, real quickly. Just a little breaking news: uh, anyone who has a Jordan Spieth bet, yeah, sorry, disqualified, signed. Uh, incorrect signing of a scorecard, JVT. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access. Upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. vcin.com slash pro to subscribe today. vsin.com slash pro. All right, more on the college basketball slate in just a little bit. Put a bow on the show here in just a a moment as well. Uh, JVT just had an impassioned discussion. Get it off my chest. Like it? Uh, 
What's uh, what's been the early response uh, on social media? Everybody thinks I'm wrong. Uh, no, shockingly enough, there's people. Everybody that has responded has agreed with me so far. Uh, Todd said um, you should send a letter to the gaming board, uh, which is an idea, and then just a couple of great rants. And uh, I agrees. So look, it's it's just it's 2024, man. We're on Friday, February 16th. I have 50% of my winnings. This shouldn't be how this goes. Come on. That's it. All I just kept thinking of is if you watch Family Guy of Stewie going up to Brian. So uh, you got my money? Right, yeah. <sighs> that was, that's been me. And it, it will continue to be me. So uh, you got my money? All right. Uh, hopefully we can win some of that money that JVT is uh, is searching for long and hard. Uh, Nick Kalikas at Fight Odds on Twitter going to help us break down UFC 298 Honda Center Saturday night Anaheim California let's uh let's start with the main event Volkanovsky against Taporia right now market wide we'll say minus a dollar 25 for Volkanovsky looks like a little bit of dog money has come in here Nick uh here into the market so more or less a pick em. you're looking at a uh, over under on uh, on rounds at three and a half juice to the over how are you looking to attack the main event on Saturday night Man, it's such a great fight. Of course, a lot of people believe right now you're buying low on Volkanovski since he's coming off that knockout loss. The big narrative is, is he getting old right now? Can he still absorb that punishment? I think people are selling him short, to be honest with you. But that's why you are seeing the price this low. That being said, he's fighting an extremely legit challenger to pour you on the other side of things that matches up extremely well with him. I mean, he's got the knockout power. He's got the grappling and wrestling to kind of match up with Volkanovski as well. So this line is priced about right. In fact... I think it's still a dog or pass situation. Taporia's legit, man. I mean, he can win this fight anywhere it takes place. He can win on the scorecards, and he could probably win by finish. So it's one of those things that you're genuinely getting two of the best featherweights in the world going at it. Would you bet it by, like, by decision, or how would you bet it in terms of maybe a finish? What would you look at in terms of result? I would probably take a stab at Taporia maybe inside the distance or by knockout more so uh, because I think, again, if it hits the scorecards, we might see an extremely close split decision type of fight. So and the judges are all over the place. We know that when it's going to be a competitive fight. So for me, I still would probably gobble up a little bit of that value to Poria inside the distance or by knockout. All right, let's go Comain, middleweight, uh, Robert Whitaker, Paolo Costa. Uh, right now we've got, looks like the market creeping toward Whitaker right now, upwards of minus 250, 240. What do you see here? Yeah, there is a lot of sharper action right now coming in on Whitaker. I honestly don't agree with it, though. Not at this point of his career. Look, we all know he's a former champion. He is definitely the better mixed martial artist. But for me, it's almost a fade on his durability right now. Costa, if he can do anything, it's knock people out and just win by finish. I mean, he's proven that time and time again. So I understand the inconsistency. That's why people are kind of fading Costa. They don't believe in him. But right now, it's the durability you should question if you're laying that kind of chalk on the Whitaker side. So it's a dog or pass situation. There's no question about it. And if I was going to bet a prop, I would probably take Costa by knockout. I think I saw around four to one out there. So that's not a bad price to get him. Nick, you know, I think a lot of general bettors will like go into like a mixed martial arts bout and maybe want to bet, but you do see a lot of prices well over minus 250, minus $2, and a public better might like kind of balk at maybe laying prices like that. Uh, what would you tell anybody who maybe has those feelings? Is there a way to offset some of those prices? If somebody's just kind of trying to get into MMA, especially at this time, right, where football's gone and maybe somebody wants to wet their whistle in other sports? 
Yeah, you got to be careful laying chalk in MMA. There's yeah. no question about it. I mean, again, with the state of judging, it's always kind of a, a wild card alone. So if you're laying high chalk, you got to make sure there's enough wiggle room and value. So, like, for me, example, this weekend right now, a lot of the value for Anthony Hernandez, he's also on the main card. I believe they're opening up the main card against Kopalov. A lot of sharp action came in on Hernandez. And I think the line should be closer to minus 300, but you only have a little bit of wiggle room left. So he's a guy that I would probably throw in in a parlay situation. Same thing with maybe Barlow a little bit. There's a little wiggle room for him, and he's a little chalky favorite. So maybe take two fighters, parlay them together, especially if they're a little bit more chalk, and just, you know, sit back. Don't overextend yourself, but sit back and have a little bit of fun and enjoy it. And there's still a little bit of value that you have to find. Let's not forget, you shouldn't really be betting a parlay on a guy if you wouldn't bet him straight either. A lot of people have a misconception there. They think, oh, okay, the value's gone straight, but let's throw him in a parlay. No, you have to have a little bit of value left to even toss that person in a parlay. Nick Kalik is joining us here at Fight Odds on Twitter, breaking down UFC 298. So, you know, I bet a lot of college basketball. Same can be said about football where you're like, all right, I missed the numbers. So let's get to this particular fight. Cejudo opened, depending on where you looked, around plus 160, plus 150. Uh, and on the other side, uh, Marab was in that minus 180 range. It looks like it's just been one-way action of Marab. He is now out to minus 270 at some shops. So what are you looking at? I think this is the uh, the fourth, the last uh, you know fight on the card Saturday night on this one of just, it seems like it's been all one-way action here in the betting market. It really has, and it's amazing because, you know, not too long ago, we just saw Cejudo go against Aljamain Sterling, which was, at that time, recognized as the best bantamweight in the world, and he lost a very competitive, close decision, split decision type of fight. So it wasn't long ago. That's the fight he's coming in off of. But again, we haven't seen Cejudo in the spotlight. He's been, you know, not as active as you'd like to see, and Marab right now is fighting on a different level. So the public hype and the recency bias is definitely more on the Marab side. That's why you're seeing the action come in his way. And right now, we're also hearing rumors of Cejudo possibly not being 100%. So that's driving the light up even more. I'm not buying into it. But look, at this price, I mean, look look at the way these guys match up. Cejudo has wrestling. He's an Olympic-caliber wrestler, obviously, gold medalist. This guy is an extremely smart fighter as well. We've seen fighters such as John Jones, and a lot of people kind of migrate to Cejudo, even when he was retired, just to get training and get some knowledge from a guy like this. So he's a special athlete. So for me, all these people that are speeding to the window, betting Marab over Cejudo, they might just bite it this weekend, man. Cejudo shows up, and it could play spoiler here. So at the current price, there's no way I would lay the chalk, even despite the injury news, whatever the case may be. A lot of that stuff is inaccurate more times than not. I would take a stab at the dog where the line's going right now. All right. Also on the main card, um, Jeff Hands of Steel, Neil Hands with a Z, I believe. Uh, we're seeing the market creep away from him here uh, for Ian Machado. What, what do we make of the line move here? This is a tough one, too. I mean, because Ian Machado Gary is definitely the better mixed martial artist all around. I mean, I think he can outpoint Gary. He, he's got the footwork, he's got the technical skill set to do so, and he's a hype train right now, which. On the other side of that, though, a lot of fans and a lot of betters out there, I mean, he's kind of got under the skin of a lot of the MMA community. So he's not a very well-liked fighter, but, man, his popularity is at an all-time high. It's one of those things where, you know, good or bad takes or whatever, you, as long as the popularity there, you're marketable, you're kind of sky's the limit for you. And that's what you get with uh, Ian Machado-Gary. He can fight, and he's got kind of the public either with him or against him. So he's at an all-time high right now as far as popularity and recognition goes. But 
He's got a dangerous opponent in front of him here. This is great matchmaking because Jeff Neal has enough power in his hands to be a guy like Ian Gary's kryptonite. So that's what worries me here. Again, this is a spot where I'm staying away from personally because I do think Ian Machado-Gary wins this fight. But Jeff Neal on the other side of things is so dangerous that you really can't lay the chalk here in this spot on Ian Gary. Hands of Steel, an apt nickname. Uh, early prelims or prelims, uh, anything stick out in terms of value? Uh, you know what? There's been a lot of craziness going back and forth on the Lemos Dern fight. I mean, look, these ladies are pretty evenly well matched. A lot of action coming in on Dern early on. A lot of the sharper betters were gobbling up that plus money. Now we're seeing some sharp betters come in at the buy low price on Lemos and kind of taking a stab at, on her. And as far as matchups go, if you could get Lemos around minus 125, I think that's probably the way to go. She's got the better striking. She's not going to be a fish out of water on the ground either. So at a pick em type of price with a little bit of chalk, I think Lemos might be the side. All right, Nick, let's wrap it up with this. Let's do a little Cliff Notes version. Uh, great job breaking it all down for us. UFC 298 at Fight Odds on Twitter uh, is Nick Kalikas. Your favorite bets to, uh, for Saturday are what? You know what? We didn't even talk about it, to be honest with you, and I should have probably touched on it, but it's Ming-Yang Zhang. Uh, he won the road to UFC recently. He's probably under the radar. Not a lot of people are kind of looking at him in this spot at all, but he's fighting a contender series winner in Brenton Riberio, and I just think he matches up extremely well here. He's got nasty power in the feet, and the public's going the other way in Benton Riberio, so I'm getting a buy-low price on Ming-Yang Zhang. So, again, he's coming in around minus 130 price range. There's some sharp actions starting to come in on my man. So, again, if you can find something at around minus 130 or lower, gobble him up. Yeah, pretty much market-wide, minus 130 at DraftKings, minus 125 uh, at Superbook, minus 120 at South Point. So uh, there's some uh, good numbers out there. Nick, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy the fight on Saturday night. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. There he is. At Fight Odds on Twitter, Nick Kalikas. <laughs> what? I'll tell you what. I'll... <laughs> Just see him chuckling over there. Uh, we will get back to the breakdown of the college basketball card. Tons of college basketball analysis coming up top of the hour. Hopefully, uh, my St. Louis Billikens can keep on uh, battling here and uh, get us into the cover window and wrap up the week on a positive note. So we'll wrap up VEASAN primetime, take a look at the Saturday slate, including a one versus four matchup. Shaka smart as a dog. Does he cover? We will find out. Give you our thoughts on it next here on VEASAN primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can bet $5. Deposit $5. You get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Mm-mm-mm. Wrapping things up here on a Friday. We're back on Monday, VEASAN primetime. For those new, it's 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern every weekday. Just just so you know, JVT. Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern is this program. I just had an idea. Yeah? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can use it for your show Monday through Friday. Okay. I'll write this down. All right, we'll think about it. We'll talk about it off air, but uh, I don't know, 6 to 9? Just, just letting you know, 6 to 9, show up. 3 to 6 local. Yeah. All right. So tempted. Um, let's run through the uh, college basketball card. Actually, before we get to that, anything of note for you? NBA wild card, wild card, NBA All Star Weekend. Malik Beasley. Yeah, Malik Beasley and uh, Rick Kamala, who was with us. Um, I'll add Halliburton, especially you know five to one and, and six fifty on the other end. So yeah, Malik Beasley, Tyrese Halliburton. I'll also do it too because last year I bet Tyrese Halliburton and he lost in the final round to Damian Lillard. So that kind of bugged me a little bit, right? I want that. I, I want to to see this thing through. Much like a golfer, right? Like there's certain golfers where I'll always bet them until they get them. Like uh, Hideki Matsuyama was my white whale, was my Moby Dick for a while. Did you get him at the Masters? Yeah, I did. All yeah, right. 50 to 1. So now I never bet him. No, I do. But still, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was that guy. Um, for some reason, Tommy Fleetwood has become my next Moby Dick. So I would like to see Tommy Fleetwood do it. It goes back to Shinnecock, where he set the course record one day, but still lost by a stroke. I think he was like one over, and um, Brooks Kepka won even money. But you asked me about basketball. I don't know how we got here. Um, but I would like Tyrese Halliburton to win it, as with um, Malik Beasley. It's an awesome point by Kamala in terms of the jump shooting, uh, because Malik Beasley does jump when he shoots. <laughs> so uh, I'll throw those two in. I like it. I'll throw a little Ty Halliburton out there. It's in, Indi- it. Indian- in Indianapolis. That's yeah, yeah. In, in the... I'm just going to stop. In Indiana. In Indianapolis. That's one of my favorite commercials of Spike Lee, Charles Barkley, and Samuel L. Jackson. And they're going to the Final Four, Indianapolis. And Charles oh, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're in Indianapolis. 
I liked it more because I lived in Annapolis, Maryland before moving out here. Hey, the good news is St. Louis has missed the last five field goals. What's your number here? Uh, five. Plus five? Plus five. Come on, Billikens. Down by one. Yeah. Let's, uh, oh, that's good. Give up a clean layup for a missed three. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. That, uh, it's a new th- day and age, Tim. That sweat. Post will- players like you. That was a guard. That was a guard. Just finish at the rim. You're right there. All there right, we, we hit on hit on a couple spots. Let's hit on the biggest game tomorrow, which is Marquette. Going forward in the low block. And Creighton. Not going to happen. Want a, little, want a little story time real quick? Sure. So I, went, I, was, I graduated college 15 years ago. So wow. we were. Uh, Felt like, uh, like, what's the Kevin Hart? Damn. <laughs> we, were in, uh, we were practicing. So I was the backup center for the Division Three Muhlenberg Mules. Mm-hmm. Average probably like eight to ten minutes a game, not points. Eight to ten minutes a game. I had a good career. Um, but I was posting up in practice one day, and guards, as you mentioned, eh, they don't like giving the ball up because they, they don't think they'll get it back. So I was posting up, and our coach stopped practice and goes, "Give the ball to Tim in the post. He's the best passer in the league. He will get the ball back to you in the league." Yeah. Because I didn't like to score. I wasn't a scorer. I feel like the best passer in the league would play more than eight minutes. Uh, well, best post-passer in the league, okay, I okay, guess. Okay. And it was probably a little of an embellishment. Ah, so you uh, were Jokic before Jokic. Uh, he could make shots. <laughs> Slanging it around. The dumbest thing. When a guard would come double me, I'm like, what are you doing, dummy? Look at my numbers. I averaged two points a game. Why are you doubling this big oaf in the post? I'm just going to pass it back out. All right. personnel. Enough of that. Uh, Marquette and, uh, and UConn. Number is oh, sitting oh. at seven. The numbers for Shaka Smart as a dog. Actually, the sevens are all gone. They're down to six and a half. Shaka Smart as a dog since he got to Marquette. 21, 8, and 3 ATS. 4, 0, and 1 ATS this year as an underdog. Four of those games outright victories. Dating back to last year, the last two times they were a dog, Big East tournament against UConn, won that game in overtime. February 21st at Creighton, six-and-a-half-point dog, won that game. The last time Marquette did not win as a dog, or cover as a dog, I should say, against UConn. February of last year, lost by 15 as a five-point dog. I like Marquette. There'll be a contest play for me when uh, Matt Newmans comes around. Market's been moving since we've seen been seen a little bit of a market move. I do get worried that they could get dominated on the boards a little bit here tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's probably like that's the big weakness, right? Like if you're going to exploit something and UConn can do it, uh, would be to kill you on the glass, get second chance opportunities, uh, a bunch of one and dones, right? You miss a shot, you get that thing and then bring it back the other way. I think that's probably what gets you. But I will say, I always say, like when we're talking about, you know, if you're somebody who's kind of been on the trend for a while, and if you've gotten something out of it, you might as well keep going because for you, like for anybody just jumping in and going, oh, shock as smart as a dog, might as well do it. It doesn't make a ton of sense only because the market does catch up and you are on, you're taking your first stab at it as opposed to you're somebody like you who's been understanding and knowing what this has been and has been writing it a little bit. Then you've gotten enough out of it to warrant just blindly playing it again. And even if it goes up in your face, you've at least gotten enough out of it to warrant said play on it again. Yeah. So we will, uh, we'll ride with it. I don't feel great uh, riding with it. I had tried, I faded it once this year and it didn't work out in my favor. So uh, I will, uh, I will go back to it. So uh, that's a, a, certainly an interesting one. Got one more for you tomorrow. What else you got? Uh, I'm very, yes. I'm very interested too in uh, what Iowa state is going to have in store tomorrow as well. Um, right now, current number, I spelled Iowa wrong. Lay seven and a half. There we go. Thank you. Um, 
But taking on Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah, right. So situationally, if you're taking on Texas Tech, as we saw what Texas Tech did the last time we saw them. This one by 29 against Kansas so on you, Monday. You beat the crap out of Kansas. Now you have to go on the road, take on Iowa State, an Iowa State team that is uh, – Pretty freaking good, and has only lost yes. one game in its last six, and that was on the road against Baylor by two. This is, I think, a pretty fascinating situation because, again, reading into this, the way these things have worked in the Big 12, especially after a big win like that, Red Raiders going on the road here, maybe getting their faces caved in a bit. I'll give you another Big 12 game that uh, that is of interest to me, and uh, for some reason my search function is not working. Um, Kansas State is playing TCU tomorrow. Oh, there we go. Yep. Kansas State is laying one and a half. Um, They are in absolute desperate need of a win. They are not, I mean, look, they're on the bubble, but they're not even, if you go to the bracket matrixes out there, which is an aggregate, by the way, highly recommend that website. Uh, It's an aggregate of all the bracketologists out there and they put it all together. It's, It's really helpful if you're looking for things like that. But this is a Kansas State team that has lost five of six, only win was that overtime win against Kansas. Still one of the craziest stat is if Kansas State goes to overtime, they're going to win uh, because Jerome Tang is 11-0 and in overtime since getting to Kansas State. That's which sustainable. Is just ridiculous. 6-0 and this year. It's not a ridiculous uh, coin flip just going in one direction. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But I do think this spot, you're going to get the best effort, desperate spot. Uh, market's telling you something a little bit right. I always think it's interesting when the market – is off from the Ken Palm projection. So market has it, K-State minus one and a half. Ken Palm has it, TCU minus one. I like K-State here. I think this is just one of those desperation spots uh, for for Kansas State uh, against TCU uh, tomorrow afternoon. And, and I think you're, you're kind of getting, you always look for like this, like the the notifications, I guess, if you will, uh, the signs that maybe the market is getting to a low point. Kansas State has covered their last two, right? They went to Kansas. They were, I mean, they were host Kansas, win that game. Then you go to BYU. You're catching 11. You stay inside of that number two. So maybe the market's just a little too low and is a little too low on the rating here for Kansas State. You're getting those signs at least. So I want to hit on another game that we talked to uh, Rob Doster, hour one, about Auburn. Auburn is hosting Kentucky. And JVT, Auburn at home in the SEC is 6-0 and ATS, 11-point win, 15-point win, 23-point win, 27-point uh, win, 18-point win, and then the 40-point bombing of South Carolina. I don't know what to do with Kentucky. Sure. Uh, I have not bet this game, but I'll tell you who has bet the game, the market, because Kentucky is down to 7.5 at some shops, uh, back up to 8. It hit 7.5, back up to 8. But this thing was double digits when we started the show. So clearly, it's, uh, there's some big Blue Nation backers here. I This feels like a good buy-low opportunity on Kentucky. I, I'm going to I'm gonna pass on this one. Last one. What do you got? Put it in the dock. The Rams are running all over the Aggies. All right, let's do it. It's up to five. Utah State taking on Colorado State. Revenge spot. They went up to Logan, lost 77 to 72. Now they get their revenge. Aggies, one and three against the spread. Their last four, smoke them up. Let's go. Colorado State. That may or may not be a play that you'll hear coming up top of the hour from with Matt Newmans from yours truly. And you may or may not see JVT on Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday. This is VSIN Primetime. A lot of people take vacation. I know, a lot of vacation. That's Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Tim Murray. Thanks to everyone who joined us, except for that one book out there. We're still trying to figure out who that is. JVT was all fired up. You got my guy mad. Matt Newman's next. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.